Thanks for joining us today for the Anchor Daily. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. Hi there, this is Nancy O'Brien from Bethel West Pasco. Today we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 through 16. Paul covers a lot of ground in these chapters. In chapter 14, he goes into great detail about speaking in tongues and prophecy, when it should be done, how much, how they should be integrated into a church meeting. In chapter 15, Paul moves on to a beautiful discussion of the resurrection of Jesus and how his resurrection provides us with a hope of our own. But the part I want to talk about today is the part that we tend to skip over in these letters, the ending, chapter 16. Most of the letters in the New Testament end with a more personal and practical section. You know, the Apollo says hi and please ask Timothy to bring me my cloak kind of stuff. You don't find a lot of life verses in these chapters. I don't think anyone has ever quoted chapter 16, verse 5, I will come to you after I pass through Macedonia, for I will be traveling through Macedonia, as a verse that has changed their life. But still, these scriptures are here for a reason, and I think there's a lot of value in looking at them more closely. There's some great practical advice here. In verses 1 through 4, Paul is expecting to pick up a monetary gift for the church in Jerusalem when he comes to Corinth. So he suggests that they should start a savings plan so folks won't have to try to scrape together funds once once he arrives. That's good advice, Paul. Think ahead and make small sacrifices now to avoid large pain in the future. Paul goes on to explain his travel plans and why he isn't coming to them right now. He has plans, but he also reminds them that it is God who is in control of his itinerary and he's bound to follow the Spirit's guidance over his own desires. Again, thanks, Paul. It is a great reminder to hold on to your plans for the future loosely so that you are open to God's plan for you. He also asked them to look after Timothy. He's young, and so please take care of him and don't let anyone look down on him. It never hurts to remind others that those we care about have specific needs and to ask them to watch over them like we would if we could. Verses 13 through 18, which my Bible entitles Final Exhortation, has some good, simple instructions. Be alert, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. These are great sayings for those times when we need simple reminders of what we need to do. When things are feeling out of control, simple is better. Stand firm, be courageous. Got it. These instructions are followed by praise for some folks in the church that have been helpful to Paul. It's important to give praise to people to encourage them and to provide examples for others to follow. Then at the end, we have the greetings from people that were with Paul. These verses always remind me of my mom. Whenever I go out, it doesn't matter who I'm I'm meeting, she always says, tell them I say hi. And you know what? When I actually do remember to do that, other people always invariably say, tell her I said hi back. And that always makes my mom smile. But these greetings are not just perfunctory. I think they're really important. Most of these people would never meet in person. With these greetings, Paul is helping to create connections between churches across the region. These people were sending greetings and praying for one another, and as we saw at the beginning of the chapter, sometimes even offering financial support. They were creating a sense of community that might seem trivial to us in this age where we can call or text anyone anytime we want. But in first century Asia Minor, these letters and their common relationship with Paul and with Jesus were sometimes all they had to connect them to other people and places and to give them a sense of belonging to a greater body of believers. Paul ends the letter with a blessing. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. 
my love be with all of you in Christ Jesus. That's really beautiful. Take a second, close your eyes, and just let those words fall on you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Paul covered a lot of topics in this letter, and he rebuked the Corinthian church pretty harshly in places. But here at the end, he brings it all back to what truly matters, the grace and love of Jesus Christ. So my friends, I want to encourage you not to skip to the end of this letter, or skip over the end of this letter, thinking, thinking that it's just boilerplate. But remember to plan ahead, but hold those plans loosely. Look out for your friends. Recognize and encourage those around you. Make and maintain connections so that there are people out there praying for you, even when they're apart. And always bring everything back to Jesus, his love, his mercy, his grace. Let's pray. Father, it's easy to skip over the mundane things of this life while seeking out the extraordinary. But you are in the ordinary mundane parts, just like you're in the extraordinary and amazing parts. And we spend so much more time, so much more of our lives in the ordinary moments. Help, to, help us to see you there and to remember to exercise your wisdom in those moments. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together.